Welcome back, everyone, to the Shuttle Pod. This is Shuttle Pod 83. We're recording this on July 23rd, 2020. And I'm joined by my usual cohort of Shuttle Potters, Brian. Hey, everybody. Jared. Hello, friends. And Kayla. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. So we're going to talk about what this year's Comic-Con looked like. <laughs> um, as everybody is certainly aware, conventions look very different right now. <laughs> it's This was a whole different thing. And so uh, I think I just wanted to lead in and sort of talk about what it was what it was like to be a boots on the ground, quote unquote, which is like a hilarious phrase in this case, but basically people who were watching it when it was first released and working on articles for it is basically what that means because it was so it was so different i think um kayla you i think rightly pointed out that there was a lack of like energy and buzz about Mm -hmm. things Mm because it wasn't happening for real lives somewhere yeah i think it goes to show you that a lot of the excitement around comic-con is drummed up sort of organically by you know people who are inevitably in your circle of friends tweeting that they're at that they're in San Diego or that they're on their way. Uh, fans, yeah. th- if you're a fan of people and you 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 know you're you subscribe to them on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, and they're posting, "I'm on my way to go to this panel," because everything's happening physically right there at that time. Yeah, and so everyone's sort of talking about what they're up to, and that leads to more and more excitement, and it becomes this buzz that you then want to be a part of. Like, oh, everyone's mm-hmm. a part of this thing that's happening. Yeah, and this and, year and was like, like, yeah, and like days before are like huge billboards and like, yeah. Uh, set up wraps you know around uh what is it like the trams and stuff and all that stuff Mm -hmm. like leads up to it so yeah it was a different sort of comic-con experience because of that and like i've never actually been to comic-con and i don't really want to these days it's so crazy but as someone who's you know like helped write things up and helped report comic-con for years now on the trek movie side even you know even someone who doesn't go regularly as someone who reports on it regularly i could just even i could tell like this isn't the same, you know, like there's just the buzz isn't the same. And it was a bummer. Yeah. It, it, yeah, was it was a, bummer. a huge bummer. Yeah. So, of course, like the most of the panel, I think all panels at Comic-Con this year are pre-recorded, you know, for good reason, because then there aren't uh, a risk of like major glitches, the same kind of risk that a live stream would have. Uh, so that also changes things, right? Like it's not even like there was a live stream of a panel happening somewhere even if it was mm-hmm. say virtual like no this was yeah. this was not even a virtual panel being held it was actually really just stuff edited together you know and, and it was and, like oh you know if they're gonna do that I, like you pointed out good reasons to have done it that way and it's like fine yeah. you know it's kind of a bummer i would rather it be a live event makes you feel like you're part of something but mm-hmm. if they're not going to do it at least they have the opportunity to edit it together nicely and have a little bit of production quality yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've got to say that was completely lacking in the Star Trek universe panel. Yeah, you actually would have thought yeah. it was a live stream thing that somebody was quickly, you know, throwing to this person. <laughs> at, at first I did. And then I was like, well, why are they cutting between people so quickly? It's like it's weirdly edited. And then I was like, it is just badly edited. And yeah, there was. Yeah, no. And most of especially the the intro, I thought was yeah. the worst part with um, it was very Alex, Alex Kurtzman and Heather Caden. Yeah. And the co- and the the moderator, um, oh, the guy from Deadline needs to take it down a notch. 
who wasn't very good. I'm sorry, but Dominic, he, right? He, yeah, he didn't Dominic. ask good questions, you know. And that that surprised me because I heard good things about him moderating stuff a year ago. So I was, it was, it was too yeah, bad. I don't know what happened. And then it was just really badly edited together and everyone looked kind of crappy. Like they didn't help the actors or any of the people prepare for like, here's how you don't look like stupid on, yeah, his, and, on this and Zoom that's, call. That's really surprising. Cause like, that's the kind of thing where they like, usually they would send out a kit to people. It's like, here's the yeah. ring light. Here's a nice camera. Like here's yeah. the thing. Look at the camera. Don't look up. at your screen. And yeah. yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Yep. Yeah, and 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 some people looked like maybe they were prepped, and some people did not. So I don't know the deal with that. But there you go. It was disappointing, though, especially was, given the fact that they had have had plenty of time to put this together, and it just looked very thrown together. Yeah. Well, for example, we know the Picard interview that's later in their you know lineup that was recorded before Patrick Stewart's 80th birthday because he talks about not being quite 80 yet. So we even Which know they record this a few weeks back. Yeah, like yeah. we know that, you know, so whatever. Um, but so on the news front, despite the awkwardity, you know, that's not a word, but it's a word I like anyway. <laughs> yeah, it is now. It is now, man. It, it is. Yeah. Uh, is that they, you know, you know, Heather and Alex did talk a little bit about new stuff, not just mm-hmm. you know, the things we knew about. Yep. Uh, the Nickelodeon cartoon uh, we didn't learn a lot more but we learned the title that had been long rumored it's now official it is Star yep. Trek Prodigy and that it's coming next year which also isn't really a shock but they hadn't even confirmed that much before so, it's nice right. to have that it's nice to have and there's a little logo thing right and they it. threw out a logo yeah yeah and it's a Nickelodeon branded thing right. we don't know what that means as far as whether it shows up on all access or not i'm not sure do we right. we don't have any no we don't that, do we? okay my my hunch would be it's the whole next day on streaming thing. yeah like, i would like think so gets too. It first yeah. and then 24 yeah. hours later yeah. you know yeah and this will be, I'm, I'm excited for this one it's going to be aimed at kids it's the first star trek show aimed at young kids mm-hmm and yeah. i'm really excited to see what they do with it i was i was intrigued by the little one-liner description yeah the one-liner is interesting so we've heard it before but let's let's just re let's say it again since that's really all we know right it says the story of star trek prodigy follows a group of lawless teens who discover a derelict starfleet ship and use it to search for adventure meaning and salvation Mm. kind of dramatic yeah i mean that could be fun yeah it could be i like the idea of starfleet being the thing that saves them Right. Starfleet being the mm-hmm. thing that gives them a purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe they'll learn things. They'll pick up on this, sh- pick up the ship, and they'll they're kind of like a little bit lost their way, but they they have little clues left behind from the Starfleet crew that used to be there, yeah. and it makes them want to like go do good things and be good people, yeah. and that could be cool. It's sort of the the ethics yeah, of like being in Starfleet rubs yeah. off on them. Yeah, and I gotta say, I like it a lot better than than Starfleet Academy. Mm. Yeah. Oh right, that was an idea. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, that, that idea has been that, kicking around that, since the mid '90s. Oh yeah. yeah. Before this, even, the, I think the, the current the current idea that was kicking around for a while, I think, has fallen by the wayside now. Yeah, yeah. because they yeah. don't ever speak of it, so I don't. I don't it's think happening. it's that. I've never been excited about Starfleet Academy series. No, it was going to yeah. be like a CW flavored thing, wasn't I, it? I, well, that was yeah, that was the strong rumor. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is, so you know, yeah, I don't think that's the right way to go. So I think you're right that. You know, prodigy. This, this, you know, Nick kind of 
show is probably the right way to go because this is like you know this is for the i don't know what six to six to twelve year old kind of thing you know yeah they specified what the age range i guess that's no it's it's just right it's just implied based on the fact that it's for a nick show yeah right right and we you know it's like you say nothing's been targeted at this kind of preteen age specifically anyway I think not specifically. Know, no, I think as as we've talked about, it's certainly you know defensible that lots of Trek is really aimed at all kinds of ages, including that age. But mm. we won't go there because that's not the point of this. But um, so that's good news um, that it's coming next year and we have a title. So that's a little something. But, yeah, so that's another show down coming up the, coming down the pike. <laughs> down the pike. Boom, boom. Speaking of pike, right? Great Speaking segue. Great funny segue. you should say that. It's funny you should say that, Brian. I know. <laughs> so then we did learn a little bit about Strange New Worlds, which of course mm-hmm. is, is the Captain Pike show that I think we all <laughs> were pretty sure was going to happen even before they said it. Another one that we were pretty sure was going to happen before they said it kind of thing. Um, and it's actually been in development a little bit longer than we thought. Uh, one of the things that uh, Alex Kurtzman was talking about in sort of his intro of, you know, this next you know year of the cbs you know trek franchise he actually mentioned that oh that he really wanted to tell everybody about it at comic-con last year so he said that at that point they're actually having real active conversations about the show which doesn't also doesn't honestly doesn't surprise me that the second that they figured out the response to the pike in discovery yeah, yeah. season I mean, two yeah i mean anson mount was the biggest thing about season two Exactly, so, that they yeah. instantly went and started having discussions with all those people. You know, I'm not surprised. Um, that's, but it is it is a nice surprise because we weren't entirely sure. Like, hey, how long has this been cooking? So for a while, a little bit longer than I expected. Um, and then he also mentioned that uh, the writers' room for the show is, has been formed, and that there are ten stories broken. So. This is a lot like the early days of Picard, where we heard that a writer's room had started and they had an idea for 10 stories. Um, so, A, that probably means the season is 10 episodes, which isn't really surprising because that seems to be their new number. Picard is, is that number. Lower Decks is that number. Um, and, and lots of genre TV, like peak TV, is now 10 um or even eight sometimes but 10 you know yep, yep. i think it's um, kind of a shame I, I i don't like this trend toward uber short seasons i prefer longer i mean at least give me like 15 or 16 episodes yeah well, i agree it depends what you do with it of course and that's the real question right like, well you know what it is too is that if you only have 10 episodes and the show is only on every 12 months or something yep it's a long gap you know yeah, what i mean so yeah. it is you don't get to feel like you're living it. Right. And there's less continuity, I think. Yeah. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. 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 So uh, just like with Picard, we should remind people that just because they have stories broken, that actually just means like they wrote some ideas on a board and they said these 10 are what we want to expand on. So that doesn't right. mean that they even have scripts yet. No. It just means very early. See, yeah. That's not how it reads. Yeah, I agree. Right. It's very agree. early in the process, which is, again, not surprising. Right. What, what does come across though and maybe it's this is my own personal interpretation is mm-hmm. that 10 script ideas means 10 standalone script ideas yeah i believe so they they have hit, kind of hinted strongly that these are going to be more more uh standalone-ish at least more, more quote-unquote more quote-unquote yeah traditional star Trek. yeah episodic yeah. um they don't say exactly in what way like 
I, they love this serialization so much. I wonder if they can totally get away from it. Yeah, but they're not very good at it. I know. Yeah. yeah. I know. I know it. Well, so we'll see. Uh, I'm hoping that, that especially, I mean, Anson Mount, as, as we've talked about in this podcast, he's a fairly outspoken proponent of making it he more is. episodic. So yeah. I'm kind of thinking, hey, if your lead guy says that and you, you want him to come on board, maybe you, you know, get, throw him a, a carrot there and actually make things more episodic, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm so, sure he's had, I'm sure he has a little say so. Oh, I would think so because, yeah. that, I mean, look, I mean, look at the way the fan reaction to him. He knows he's got some, some power, you know. He's, yeah. he's the yeah. only yeah. reason that show exists. Yeah, he's got Yeah, leverage. I mean, he is kind of the breakout star of this new generation so far. So far, it's mm-hmm. unfortunate, too. It is, isn't that interesting? Or it's Captain really, Pike. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I mean, I would say a close second would be Doug Jones as Saru, but as a far breakout people, I think mm-hmm. I think he's he getting already a lot had of recognition. A pretty good career, so it's not he like has, he's brand new. He has, but I no, I think that, you mean Saru. You mean Saru as a character? Well, yeah, or... and, and both, and then Doug Jones because people didn't necessarily know who he was. They've seen him in a lot of stuff. I don't know That's if people true. knew who he was because he's That's so he's, un, he's invisible, right? He's under he's supposed to be invisible them. in yeah. many ways. Yeah, no, it's true. It's like Andy Circus in a lot of ways. It's like Andy Circus, mm. yeah, exactly. So that's why I was thinking, like maybe he, both him and his character, are like are sort of breakout stars too because of yeah. that. Um, yeah, it's one way to think about it. Anyway, I don't know. You can disagree with me, but you know, yeah. But um, it feels like we will not be seeing that show. I would oof. guess not until next fall, maybe. I mean. That's see. That's an interesting point. I agree. At I agree. The earliest, with that. Yeah. I, it doesn't feel like let's well, transition to discovery because that's a natural transition. It is really surprising that they still um, threw up a little title card at the end of you know between panels, and it still yep. said season three coming 2020. 2020, Yep. And now, of course, they've put no you know season you know like not fall anymore. It doesn't say anything about when, but I still question whether that's yeah. really realistic at this point. Yeah, for, yeah, for two reasons. One, they, they can't really finish their post-production without actually going to a studio. Right. There's like sound mixing that needs to be done and a bunch of other things. And they, they've admitted that, the editors have admitted that they've taken it as far as they can, really. They can, and so they have to be collaborative, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, And but I think the thing that's motivating it even more is that because there's not going to be any more new Star Trek being shot in, at least mm-hmm. right now, for at least for the next few months, you would have to think. Yep. That they, that CBS is probably going to want to hold on to something, yeah, especially if they're planning on relaunching. Especially if they're planning on relaunching their streaming service next year, they got to want do. something. Yeah. Because if they dump Discovery before the end of the year, I mean, you could easily go yeah. six months or more without any Star Trek next year, right? If, because maybe longer, right? Because the next thing their flagship would be then Picard, which should Picard. be ready. But it's not. I mean, they they they, yeah. they were hoping to go film again, but no, right. of course not. But who knows when that's going to happen? I right. mean, right. the star of the show is extremely at risk. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, speaking of the disappointment of discovery stuff, um, I was shocked that there was absolutely nothing about season three in this at all. At all. Yeah. No news. Nothing. No clip. No nothing. No uh, teaser. No, no images. Teaser. Uh, no, that would surprise me. I have to no maybe dis- a few images no here and there. No brief discussion or anything that teases, you know, from the cast. Yeah, it was anything. very odd. Um, I thought Sonequa looked great. Well, yeah. 
She always looks good. <laughs> she, always looks good. She, she needs to save some beautiful for the rest of us. I'm, I know. I'm, she she's is on that video. And I'm like, oh, come on. Why, yeah, do, right? I get, why do I yeah. even get up in the morning? <laughs> yeah, she was, yeah, she she was given more than her share. Holy yeah. cow! Yeah, she's a good-looking person now. And she's yes, so, indeed. She's so graceful too. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She's very, very charming. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Yes. So again, so like we're we want to see them. All, you know, we want to see this work that they've put into it. And I mean, they could throw together a trailer. They really could have at this point. I mean, are we really surprised at this point though? This is what's been happening for the last several years with the way that. <laughs> these shows have been um advertised uh, i mean kind of though because they've always scraped together a trailer for comic-con or at least a few images or something yeah. like they've had they've already shown us some images and they showed uh, some trailer stuff before like yeah that's sort of very to just early show up empty-handed is kind yeah. of a little odd so yeah it was really surprising that they did not have a second trailer because the first one was um late last year right and yeah so, yeah so it's very it's i'm not some... surprised i mean i'm a bu- i'm bummed i was hoping to see something but um they if they don't like all they know how to do is like put out a trailer at comic-con that's all that they've ever done and so but if they don't now, have that so ready should've. then they're not gonna sh- i'm not surprised that we didn't see anything else just because uh, i mean we've said that here on the podcast before like oh why don't they just show us like like one image or two images or like a picture of a new character or a fun yeah. moment, and they've never done that because yeah, they, they think it has to be a completely, completely zip slipped yeah. until uh, the mystery box. Yeah, it's this mystery box, and then they'll release this one thing, but it has to be this this big this this, this specific thing. It has to be like a trailer that they release at Comic Con, you know, in Hall H, what have you. Period. That's it. No other things in between um, until well, like a week now. before, and then sucks. Entertainment Weekly gets a few images, and that's right. it. Right. Right. But now we don't have a real Comic Con, and so yeah, yeah. So we don't even have that. It's a bummer. It is a bummer. I yeah, I'm still at a loss. Like you need to give us something. Yeah, I mean, I would have to assume then that they'll, depending on what New York Comic Con decides to do in October, maybe that's where they'll do their unveiling. That would be interesting. Yeah, that'd be a good option. I mean, we're, we're. I mean, they kind of if they, if they want a big venue to do it, that's the only that's one it. left really before the end of the year. Yep. Yep. So yeah, and then the only other little nugget that I think is worth talking about is that over the recently in various interviews, and then today during the panel about sort of Q and A stuff that they tacked on for the Discovery cast, um, it's been almost but not quite, but almost confirmed that. Culver will actually become a ship's counselor of sorts for this crew. Mm-hmm. And A, I think that's a good choice. And B, wow, does this crew need someone? So, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's good. You know? that probably a lot of someone's. Probably like a whole team of experts oh, imported yeah, from yeah, Sweden yeah. or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a whole group of people that need to work in like sort of ptsd from a variety of like of different things yeah yeah (laughs) well the irony there of course is the one who needs the most is probably the guy who died yeah who will be the counselor but that's okay yeah that's true i really know how that goes a lot of times like you know people like that feel then compelled to help others you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's you know that's nice and i hope that that what they're strongly hinting at is true and works out for the best with all that because 
I think that's a great choice. Like they sincerely do need someone step up into a role like that. So, and it gives, and it gives more meat to the Dr. Colbert character. Cause we've talked about how he was not well served uh, in general throughout most, both seasons. Well, he was kind of, I mean, he was half a character, right? He were less right. than that. Right, like one of the criticisms of Jake Sisko is that he's not really his own character because he's so much of an appendage to Sisko, and that was the same thing with Culber, right? Is he was yeah he was he kind of was yeah. part of he Paul Stamets' and, partner, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So that's good. I hope I hope that that this means that they really do get him out, you know, break him out onto his own mm-hmm. person for reals, and that's that's good. Again, would love be lovely if they'd show us a clip of him being his own person. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Show us something. Yeah. yeah. So they ended up having a little chat, and then they did a a virtual read of the finale. <sighs> yeah. So they did yeah. this very awkward table read of the finale from season two together. Well, together, like Zoom together. Mm. It was not particularly great. Partly because, <laughs> partly because it's it's not like it's new. Why are you doing a table read of a thing that's already been produced? You know what I mean? Like. It's not like they were smart and did a table read of the first 10 minutes of the next season or something that would tease us. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, Matt. And so but, they were, they, but they don't. That's <laughs> again, goes back to what I just said. Yeah, they won't do it. Yeah. It was, so, yeah, we should, we need to talk about the table read though, because it was interesting. It how was, so? I thought it was a very mixed bag in terms of just the, well, the performances, which is bizarre. Um, cause I expected that at least the actors, it's awkward to act to your TV, to your computer screen. You know, I get yeah. that. And the timing is probably off and it, it totally is. Yeah. It's yeah, gotta sure. be completely awkward, but, um, it was a really mixed bag who seemed to be, I don't want to say phoning it in, but also <laughs> like almost like they didn't know what was going on and other folks were just like very tuned in. Like Sonequa was on fire. I thought she was great. Um, uh, Doug Jones was great. Uh, even uh, Jet Reno, um, what's her name? Who plays Tignataro? Tignataro, yeah. thank you. Tignataro was was great. Like she had timing, and and then um, I was very surprised by Anson Mount's performance. His head was kind of hung low, like he was like having a hard time, like squinting at the script. He wasn't reading his lines with any like emotion at all. He was just he was completely flat. I was very, I was almost laughing, like, what's happening? Because it would be, like, Sinequa delivering some impassioned line, and then it would cut to Anson, and he'd be like, we have to make sure we follow her with the ship, um, all torpedoes, you know, launch all <laughs> torpedoes. Maybe he didn't have his glasses with I, him. That's what it looked like. I was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, what, what's happening? Or he, he was, was very hungover, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's, well, plus he's, he's got this big beard because it's like a COVID beard or something. I don't know what's going on. Okay, yeah, okay. I, I, beard, yeah. I, I have a COVID beard. My rationale hey. is, is behind my mask. No one can see, so why I should I I need to see a picture. Yeah, oh, Jared, we need I'll, to see I'll this. Send, I'll send it to you over Slack right now. Yes. Very good. But, but I think Anson Mount's a fantastic actor, so that's why I was just really shocked, and a couple of other people too. It was almost like it reminded me of, you know, when you when um like an actor goes in for an audition and they have to read off of like one of the executives who reads the lines of the other character in the scene. Yeah, yeah. And they always yep. are just like, oh no, what can I do about it? And then the actor has to like try to play off of that. That's what it felt like watching Anson. Yeah. It was like completely flat and just bizarre. Yeah. Just not his thing, I guess. I guess. 
I, I just thought it was fascinating that they chose that particular episode to do a table read of. Uh, uh, yeah, the finale, and then at the, at the very end, um, it cut back to the the moderator, the guy from Deadline, who's just like, "Wow, that was so amazing, and what an amazing finale it was." <laughs> okay. Like I wasn't even convinced the guy had watched the show. Who was just saying whatever you would say. Wow, that was amazing. Yeah. So, how about those lower decks, guys? Uh, now here we come to some like lively stuff. This was fun. Yes, it was. This is worth a watch. Like if you guys haven't seen, you know, the panels yet today or this weekend or whatever, and you have time. The lower decks panel worth it for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was fun. It was fun, and there was no there was no news at all. Unfortunately, no. no uh, there but, was a clip. Yeah, there's there a clip. was. So Which is the first, first minute and a half of the show. Yeah, yeah it was significant. Yeah. I uh, go watch that. I love the concept that their assignments are second contact. I just love that. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. You you need to do that, right? You need to follow up. Somebody's got to follow up. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I think it also helped that Mike McMahon himself was basically the host of this segment. Yes. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. as the showrunner producer, like he was comfortable with his own like voice cast, you know, his cast. And like they actually had a good time just like, chatting about mm-hmm. the show mm-hmm. i think that really helped you know um and also like these are all you know like these are all voice actors and comedic actors anyway so they have good you know they get along and they have good banter anyway right because yep they're used to doing it and i thought that was it showed you know what i mean like it was nice Mm-hmm. I, I like that he went around Mike went around and had them each give a little bit of insight into their character just you know a couple sentences just what is your character like and it was really cool to hear that in the voices and from the minds of the people who are voicing these characters who have sat with them already through 10 episodes and mm-hmm. so know them quite well at this point um, so I thought that was really neat to see and it's always cool to see the talent behind voice actors it's I always find that really fascinating because they never look like what you expect. Ah, uh, sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I appreciate seeing Jack Quaid, who I just watched The Boys a little while ago, and it's nice oh, that yeah. he's been able to kind of... I, I He wasn't really on my radar before to see him kind of come out of nowhere, so this is fun that he gets to do that. Um, I, um, of course, was a fan of his father, particularly the movie Inner Space, which is most memorable at this point because of the career-making singing cowboy played by one Bob Picardo. So <laughs> if, if, oh, if right, you yeah. want to relive some of the Quaid family glory and get a nice little bit of Star Trek, you can watch a 30-second clip of it on your computer, and then you'll probably be fine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I must say there there are some names I totally like forgot who they were. Like I was like, oh, I know that name. And then seeing their faces, I was like, oh, I know that guy. Like, I've uh-huh. seen him in lots of stuff. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, that's who Jillian Vigman is. And I'm like, oh, she's like in everything. You know, but I couldn't place it at first. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's who that is. Like, so it's cool. And a lot of these people have done voice work or sitcom work before, obviously. Um, and there are people that, like, Don Lewis is uh, done a lot of voice acting and acting. But, like, she's... Also has a Futurama connection. She was Hermes' oh, cool. wife. Yeah. So, you know, there's just like a lot of fun stuff. It's like, oh, yeah. And then they made sure to point out that the, uh, you know, second in command, Jack Ransom, is voiced by Jerry O'Connell, who, of course, is also 
uh, happens to be married to Rebecca Romaine, who yep, was also yep. the second in command oh, on cool. Strange New Worlds. So they had that little fun, you know, teasing, like playing with that little, you know, they're both number ones in the know. same house. Yep, in the same household. How do can you how can you handle that? You know, kind of. And then he mentioned so. that they're also very good friends with Jonathan Frakes. So he's like, yeah, just I the didn't three know of that. us get together. Yeah, that was that was hilarious. Like that's a nice little moment. I had no idea they're friends with Frakes. I mean, Frakes is like a friendly guy, so why not? Right? That is true. So, yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah, so then it's three number ones in a room. Like, what do you do? You know? Yeah. So that was funny. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, obviously these guys are having a lot of fun. And while they weren't entirely allowed to say everything <laughs> that they wanted to yeah, say. In fact, they they literally bleeped out yeah, some spoilers yeah. and put a bar over their mouth that said spoiler. I think uh. they thought they were being funny, but it was kind of annoying. Actually. It, it was a little annoying. It was a little like, oh. Yeah, because they were like, hey, you know my favorite moment from the season? It's this. And then they're like, beep. And we're so like, oh. character <laughs> <laughs> oh we can't actually okay never mind um i know i think they thought they were being funny but again this goes back to the like they could have teased us a little bit it would have been fine you know they could have let us let them say something but yeah. whatever yeah remember when um dignitaro was on some i don't remember whatever which talk show it was she's in some like late night talk show talking about her time on star trek and she like described mm-hmm. one of the scenes she was in because I, I don't think she knew that she wasn't allowed to because i'm, I'm yes, sure I she wasn't yeah. and mm-hmm. um guess what it didn't ruin the scene no it didn't at all <laughs> in fact i kind of enjoyed it more because i had such fun watching her describe it and and she seemed to enjoy it so much it put that that happiness and that enjoyment in it for me when i watched it so i don't know why they're so yep. afraid of like spoiling things like yeah, I'm all really like you know I saw them it. talk about it on the San Diego Comic Con panel. I don't even need to watch it anymore. I'm just yeah, not right. Even gonna said, said no one ever. You right. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. yeah. I don't get the thought process behind this the tight lipped attitude. No. Uh, nope. So before we move on from Lord X, what did you guys think of the first you know minute and a half or whatever of the show? I thought it was fun. It was cute. Yeah, it's cute. It's a cute little show. Yeah, I agree. Also, I appreciate Star Trek that doesn't take itself so ridiculously seriously. Yes, thank yes. you very much. Yes. Yep. I, I, I have to say, like, they do a really good job with this. And I say this because there are screeners out there for the press. I have seen a few episodes. I will not, of course, say anything other than that. But I will say that uh, the first minute actually does does a little bit of a disservice to the rest of the show. That's and that what the first I was going to say. Yeah, the first minute is a little too zany, and actually, it does do a really good job with the characters. Yes, it's funny. Yes, there's some you know physical comedy. Yes, there's some swearing, and you know because they're lower deckers, whatever. But like, there's a lot of heart in that comes across in the first four. I've only seen three, but the press was allowed to see four. Um, in the first four episodes, there's a lot of heart that comes across. There's a lot of love for the TNG era, which we would expect from Mike McMahon, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and it's set in that era, so. Right. That's, yeah, it's that's set exactly directly after mean. Nemesis. Right. And, you know, there's stuff that fits down to the fact that they have the proper, you know, sound effect library. All that stuff fits right in. They use all the right stuff from kind of the TNG and TNG movie era sound effect library. You know, like it all... It's all it's all good. Like it all fits. And yeah, it's zany. Yes, they're kind of crass sometimes. Whatever. 
there's a lot of friendship that's that that's involved people sacrifice things you know and for each other throughout the few episodes they'll it's it's good and i think the uh, one of the other things that's really nice is that hey you know what that they're episodic they are not serialized because it's a 30 minute cartoon mm-hmm. like and that's great and i think people are gonna like it even just so they're running 30 minutes like matt the ones you've seen yes so yeah. like 24 ish without commercials. yeah like 24 all right 24 25 that's what i figured okay so yeah. standard yeah it's very standard um obviously they have to be it's sold to Canada, uh, uh, commercial TV in Canada. So I'm, I'm sure they right. have to make sure that there's some commercials, yeah, spots. But it's 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 good, and yes, it's a, it's got a little bit. There's a tinge of the Rick and Morty stuff here and there, and that's what I think is a slight bummer is that their pilot episode has more of the gross out stuff than any of the others that I've seen. Yeah, I agree. That's the thing I like least about it, honestly. Um hopefully mm-hmm. don't make too many enemies here but i'm not a rick and morty fan i have a lot of friends who are and that's fine yeah um, i'm a cat yeah i'm a very casual fan of it. yeah and there's a lot of people who don't particularly like it so i, I don't i don't like it and i don't like yeah. mike mcmahon's other recent show um solar, solar opposites, opposites. I, mm. I really didn't enjoy it because i can't I, I don't find any of the characters likable they're all yeah. kind of terrible people yep. um, <laughs> yeah and it makes me sad i'm just being honest i don't like watching a show where i don't think that the the people that are in the show are good people at all. The yeah, thing yeah. is, if you if you were you a community fan, Kayla? Uh no, but not because I dislike it. I just never watched it. Oh yeah. Community. If you, was, if, if you look at good. the difference community, if you look at it, I'm sorry, this little rabbit hole. Dan Harmon is his surrogate character is the Jeff character, and it's all about him trying to find redemption. And something happened in the intervening years where now his surrogate character is the Rick character who is completely contemptible. So something yeah, yeah. in him mm-hmm. sw- switched from wanting to try to be a good guy from relishing what a douchebag he is, uh, and I don't I don't like it either. So uh, yeah, amen yeah, to, yeah. A- amen to you. Kayla. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see. Yeah. What you're saying. And, but and no, no, you know I don't want to slag on Rick and Morty. A lot of people really like it, and yeah. there, there's some funny stuff in it. But um, what I liked about Lower Decks, what I've seen of it so far, is similar to what you're describing, Matt. Is that um, it does have a lot of heart, and the, the characters, even though I, I I thought the first episode wasn't um it wasn't bad but it was just like okay let's see where this goes yeah um and after the second one i I realized um they they start revealing more about the characters and their backstories and who they are and they're real people and they care about each other you know even if they maybe act like a dick in one scene like you know it's a flaw it's not it's not part of their character that they're a mean person they're trying to do what's right and they care for each other and they want to look out for each other and that's that's what i'm all about so I, i really yeah, I think it's got a lot of potential. I think it's uh to bring it back to the whole community versus Rick and Morty because of course that's the sort of Dan Harmon universe, right? That Mike McMahon is sort of associated with now. Um, I think this is more more along the lines of community. Like I think I think if you're going to liken it to a show, right? It's not so much Rick and Morty. I think it's more community. Oh, um, good. Yeah, I think so. Um, it kind of have got, to be if they want to be like TNG, you know. Right, exactly. And so, yes, there's some zany stuff. Yes, there's some gross-out moments, especially, again, that first episode. I feel like they're going to freak out certain people who were already a little worried about how like zany a cartoon Trek could be. And it's really, so far, only been the first episode. You know what I mean? Like, it's eh. it's it's stuff that we've seen in the trailer, too. Like, you... you it's stuff people were worried about from the trailer, like the goo that was seen in the trailer, the gooey stuff that happens. That's all in the first episode. And like, I don't know. It's fine. 
it really reminds me of how the Orville started. Um, yes. Because yes. I hated the pilot of the Orville. I thought it was terrible. Interesting. <laughs> you hated it. I hated it. I thought it was a terrible wow. pilot. I thought they walked us from room to room saying, well, would you please introduce, would you please read the one paragraph description of your character and you and you? It was like, the, it was just a bad way huh. to introduce the character. It was boring. And they shoehorned in all of the family guy fart and poop jokes that they could. Um, <laughs> there was some joke about someone having to, but like, Bortus piss, uh, pees peeing. once a year. Yeah. It's sort of like yeah. the way Which they came back to. Or I don't know. <laughs> Which yeah. they did come back to. I, I was so shocked that they went back to that. Because it, it wasn't just, yeah, like funny. a stupid little joke. No, it's not. And, and it, was even a, it was a throwaway. Yeah. The original trailers had all of those clips in there, if you remember. Yeah. For the Orville. Well, and, and you know, Seth MacFarlane has, has, of course, since said he hates those original trailers. Yep. He was not, you know, he didn't. He wasn't in charge of that. That was like the Fox marketing division. Yep, because they're and, like, he's got Family Guy cred. So people are going to say, right. oh, it's the guy from Family Guy. They're going to want to so see Family Guy. Right, so let's lean into that. And I that's think that's what's you. happening here is they're, oh, it's the Rick and Morty guy. Let's yeah. show them Rick and Morty. Like, so like if you look at that first trailer, they definitely cut it to be very like Rick and Morty and Zany and stuff. So I'm hoping and that that's going to... That's not like gonna yeah. even out a bit is that, I, don't, I don't know I have, so I far have i would say yes hope. it evens out yeah. <laughs> and i hope it stays that way the one thing i need to say in defense of the pilot episode of the orville is i love the joke where the uh, uh the bad the evil captain appears on the screen and he's a little off center and he says i'm sorry can you oh, just God, take yes. one step yeah to that's the left? A great that is that is hilarious like, come on yeah and that's a total star trek gag exactly that's it. Mm-hmm. right that's it like it's it's a perfect star trek reference yeah. So anyway, Lower Decks in two weeks. Yeah, in two That's weeks. Soon. You get to see it. Yep. For reals. Also, it's going to yeah. be August soon. Just throwing that out there. Just yeah, a week. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Normally we'd be uh, packing our bags yeah. for Las Vegas. <laughs> for Vegas. Yeah. I I was in Vegas a couple weeks ago, and I just stopped I by know. the Rio to just take a picture and think about the friends that I have who I would not be able to see. Aww. Yeah. That's a bummer. Was it open, Jared? No, no, I couldn't even like uh, go to park. Ah, wow, that was blocked yeah. off. Are they going to raise yeah, that well, building? Eventually, I would think they're going to. Yeah. Uh, good as time as any, just do it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's empty, basically. Just right? demolish yeah. it. Yeah, it wouldn't take much. Just a good shove. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you can, as you could probably tell, we're not big fans of the the Rio. I mean, it's good that they unless they would like to subsidize yeah. our our hotel costs, in which case we love them, and it is a perfect location. <laughs> I've case, never been more comfortable than when I stayed chills. at the Rio. Yes, exactly. Jeez. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so the last panel to talk about was the Picard panel, mm-hmm. and I'm sad to say there's really nothing particularly like amazing to talk about from the Picard panel. It is a very like nice panel to watch. So again, like if you're gonna go watch sort of the highlights of this Comic Con stuff, skip to the Lower Decks panel and then you then keep watching it for the Picard panel because of the chemistry that all the actors have together and the mm. fun they obviously all have together. But they really can't tell us anything new because again, like everything's stalled. Like there is yep. nothing to say about season two. Right. It's a bummer. But there are very very cute moments where people you know kind of you know re- recount sort of fangirling out 
like Allison Pill fangirling out when she realized she's going to work with Sir Patrick Stewart. <laughs> and, you know, there's some really cute and like nice moments uh, that they all share in their little group interview. And it's, it's worth watching for the fun, you know, like the fun of it and the fact that these guys obviously really did have a great time and bonded doing this first season, which I think we all knew, but it's nice to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, the current state of Hollywood with COVID and whatnot, everything. I mean, it's not just Star Trek. Almost everything is in a holding pattern. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so we're kind of in uncharted territory right now. And not, so, not just I mean, Hollywood, obviously. Like, sure. Right, yeah. right. Everywhere. Right. But, but in the context of... Of course. Yeah, you know, what we're talking about here. Who knows if Picard... I mean, maybe next summer... Yeah. That would be know. quick. Yeah, I mean I'm, I'm just that's totally spitballing. Well, I mean remember they were they were prepping scripts and like story ideas and then scripts like for season 2 earlier this year. Like they were hoping to go into production by now. Yeah, they would oh, be yeah. in production by yeah. now. Yeah. So, right. I could see them turning around like as soon as things get opened, they would turn around and be like, "Cool." Let's book the studio. Like, let's do it. You know. Like, yeah, but then everything has to be built. Probably. I mean, you can't. Does just... it? Yeah, I mean, they, they're going to need sets besides the the ship. Pres- yeah, besides because yeah. otherwise, all they well, have I guess is I guess I should say they just they just press the button to get going. I should say on production. Yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. that you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe next summer. I guess depending on. I would say the when, earliest. When it's safe to have them all. Yeah, and so this goes back to exactly what we were talking about. I I just don't see how they how they won't push Discovery, so they have something. Yeah, 20, it know, seems like a year. fine move to push it, especially since we have Lower Decks coming out in two weeks. Mm. Yeah, but of course, in ten, ten weeks after that, we're out of content again. You know. Yeah, but then <laughs> they could wait a couple more months and then come back in the or even in or you know in winter and just early twenty twenty one, they could come back with. Um, yeah, I think that's Season probably three. what they're going to do is early 2021. Unless they try to tie it into the relaunch of All Access into that. Yeah, big... yeah, because that's what, just springtime? Maybe, yeah, that's kind of what they're estimating. Mm. So then, the, yeah, so then they push it even further, though. It's not like, say, February, which is that, that has happened before, you know, for a new season. Like, then it's what, March, April? I mean, you know, they just keep pushing it a little. I don't know. Yeah, and if they do that, that means it'll have been two years between seasons. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like people kind of, I mean, that in nor- under normal circumstances, that would be, like, shocking and appalling, but I feel like now everyone kind of gets it. Yeah. Stuff's just going to be delayed. Yep, that's true. Yeah, Orville's taking a year and a half. Yep, they are too. Yep. That wasn't even finished with principal photography. They weren't with f- production before COVID hit. Oh, that's right. Like they're like they're like halfway through their season. Dang. Yeah, that's right. Or, At least so they can that's... do post on the re- on the what they have filmed. Yeah, I'm sure they've been cutting stuff, but like, maybe I think didn't they say they're about halfway through? I, I think, think I think that's, that's what, what I remember. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Maybe they could do like so. a ha- re- release half a season. Well, they yeah, may they might they may end up doing that. Yeah, I they mean, may end up doing that with Discovery too. Who the hell knows? Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. You know, so they've already done it once with Discovery. So yeah. And I know other other you know um, platforms are ending are going to do that too, just because they don't have the content. Like I know yeah. other, yep. other shows and other places are doing the same kind of thing. Yeah, you're going to see all sorts of unusual strategies for the next mm. year or so. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that when they do the um, the little hiatus in between. Because again, like I was saying earlier, I'm really a, I'm, I'm more of a fan of longer uh, seasons, partly because it's it's in your life for longer, not necessarily even needing more content, which is great. Yeah. But just it's it, it's you're in it, you're thinking about it for longer, and so I like when they stretch it out. It makes it feel like you're getting more out of it, and you have more time to digest things in between the episodes, and yep. yeah. So I'm a fan of that. Well, I think you'll get be getting that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> By <think> necessity. <laughs> well, all right. So, you know, not a lot, unfortunately, like newsy to come out of Comic-Con this year. But this is also the first Comic-Con that's been an unusual kind of Comic-Con for us. Mm, so yeah. I guess that's sort of fitting that it's an unusual report <laughs> about <laughs> this, too. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think... If you have any guys any other thoughts, I think that closes this up, and I just want to be sure to let everybody know that I think we're gonna we're gonna definitely talk about lower decks, especially when it's new to us, right? Like in a couple weeks when it comes out. Um, but then I think we're gonna check into lower decks as we feel like we'd like to, you know, kind of periodically. And uh, right, rather than what we've done previously. Yeah. For discovery is you know a review as quickly as possible right after each episode comes out and you know with all the new content coming out that's just gonna make it impossible for us to to do our show and not just be only reviews every few days yeah <laughs> so i think we're more gonna you know we'll do something at the beginning and at the end certainly of um of lower decks and then you know if the moment moves us we might want to talk about it some more we'll probably talk about it throughout but you know, rather than having dedicated review episodes every week. So mm -hmm. that's kind of, I think, what to expect from uh, yes. us going forward. Yep. Yeah. So two weeks from now, we will definitely be talking about episode one of Lower Decks, the first animated Star Trek series since 1974. Wow. Yeah. Crazy, huh? Are we going to have an argument over whether it's the first canon animated series? No. No, we're not going there. That's a whole episode. By <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I guess we'll, we'll see you in a couple of weeks to talk more Lurid X. Alrighty. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Take Bye, care. everybody. Be well. <laughs>